0: Rise on shine. <sighs> it's butt-whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has
1: really paid off. And Christian peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show, discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Yes, Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app.
0: They are everywhere.
1: The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of
0: Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell.
1: Stop what you're doing and listen.
0: Far side, Braylon Moore brings it into the center, pulls up from 16, knocks it in, Braylon Mole with his first two, and the Cowboys lead 9-0, approaching the midway point of the first quarter. Grumbaugh drives, spins, tough shot, fading away, no foul, ball loose, picked up by Jarrett Harrell, but taken away by Manny Gonzalez. Second, unbelievable steal, Cure for three, yes! Lincoln Cure loves playing in Holcomb. Gonzalez, top of the key three, got it, and fouled! chance at a four point play for Manny Gonzalez. Whoa. Mole the handoff to Brumbaugh. Brumbaugh getting downhill with that right hand. Another circus shot goes in and the foul. The second time in a matter of minutes that Brady Brumbaugh has had a prayer answered from the heavens. Mole to Thorson with three seconds left out to Cedarsham. That will do it. Back-to-back years, the Cowboys will play for a sub-state title. And they do it by dominating the Holcomb Longhorns on their home floor in their hosted sub-state. 62-40, the final score. Highlights from last night is the Goodland Cowboys, as previously mentioned in the sub-state championship game, where they will face Lakin on Saturday. The Bronx with a 10-point win behind a parade or a barrage of threes uh, late in that game. And so Goodland and Lakin for a chance to go to state on Saturday. Good Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to March. In the words of John Rothstein, this is March. We have made it. A nice, beautiful, sunny morning out there today. Temperature is going to reach possibly 70 degrees We shouldn't be playing basketball indoors. Let's go outside. (laughs) Let's play on outdoor courts with chain nets. I want to hear the old... Who who played on a chain net growing up? Who was lucky enough to play in a... Did you? Because I didn't. I'm telling you, chain nets, I always thought were cool. The sound... You know, we played uh, in town growing up. And unfortunately, the, the, the street parks were so worn down, they didn't have hoops. Or sorry, they had hoops, but they didn't have nets. So how do you know if it went in or not? You just don't know. It's sometimes challenging. We that is those nets brutal, but it's gonna be so nice. I wish we'd be playing basketball outside. The final, I'm with it. The like final couple of games of the sub state with temperatures above seventy degrees. We're outside. We're gonna play the in the brawl fresh air. The brawling
1: Brewster, and we'll do it outdoors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the brawling Brewster. That'd be great. Can we find ourselves a city park in Brewster? That'd be great.
1: So all of our listeners need to. We should have started this earlier this week. All of our listeners need to sign a petition, one of those GoFundMe things where it's just like. What is it called? It's like you just petition online, sign for nothing. Uh, and you, we stack up the signatures, and we show it to Keisha, and we say, all right, Colby and Goodland don't want to drive down to Holcomb. We're playing it in Brewster. We're going to call it the Brawl in Brewster. We're going to do it outdoors, and then the loser will just send an email to Keisha that they're going to, like, forfeit the game, and then they can drive down for the finals tomorrow. <laughs>
0: There you go. Just an, idea. I'm perfectly, Just an idea. I am perfectly fine with uh, with playing in Brewster. I'd be down for that, but uh, that's not what's happening tonight. Goodland and Colby will meet for what I believe, at least in the last 18 years, um, close to 20 years, that they are meeting for the fourth time in the same season. I know they've met multiple times, meeting three times in the same season. Mm. I don't think they've ever met four times in a single season. So this is... Uh, no doubt record. And think about this. This is what's ridiculous. I thought about this while getting ready for the game. And we'll have more on this game coming up in the second segment. But there, was, there could have been a chance if the scheduling would have worked out because this is the first year that I can remember where Goodland and Colby didn't play a home-and-home. Home. It was only mm. just one game. So imagine if they played a home-and-home. Could and have home. been five. Two regular season <laughs> games, two uh, early tournament games, and one in the postseason. Could have been five. Thank goodness that didn't happen. That would have been rough five times against the same foe four is ridiculous three is ridiculous four is nuts and five is insanity so uh yeah crazy to think about that that could have possibly happened if the schedule would have gone the way because there have been years where they have played twice in the regular season and then once in the and then of course anytime they met in the tournament
1: more of the just stack it add to the stack of complaints uh, about the sub-state system where you just end up seeing the same teams a million times uh, Colby could end up playing, let's say Colby wins tonight, uh, they would then play Holcomb for the third time, and that's already crazy, I mean.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. Ridiculous. Uh, Text line already firing up, Brandon listening and said, we played with chains on outdoor court north of uh, West School in Goodland, so they had chain uh, nets in Goodland. Uh, and friend of the program, Craig, uh, who's also an official, uh, he was down there. He's down there refing some of the games in Holcomb. He goes oh. no way I'm refing on cement. <laughs> get yourself a pair of on clouds there, Craig and uh, and let's uh, let, you get go. yourself some nice cushion there. That cement won't hurt you too badly. <laughs> the big thing I'd be worried about is wind. Are we gonna have some wind because that's gonna affect some three point shots. It's a great point. So if we don't have any wind, I'm all down for that. but
1: we'll just we'll just put four walls around it. But we'll keep the ceiling open so we get some sun in there. We'll be nice, and we'll get this all built by tonight. Yes, Brewster. there
0: you go. That's what's going to happen. Uh, let's move on here on the morning blitz. Um, we've got lots to get into. We will get to a busy weekend in college basketball. There's some uh, softball and baseball this weekend. There's a big. Uh, t- today's a big day for our area JUCO wrestlers. The uh, the NJCAA National Wrestling Championships taking place in Council Bluffs. I will get to that coming up here. I know one wrestler from Colby and nine from Goodland, and we've had Chris Gio on the show here recently. He's very confident what his team is going to be able to do uh, here. So look forward to seeing that. But. Uh, that's what we've got going on today. We'll get to Colby Goodland meeting number four, part four, whatever you want to call it, uh, coming up in a second segment. But I want to start off talking substate basketball from last night. Uh, first and foremost, of course, the Goodland Cowboys picking up a very convincing win in the, final, in the final scoreboard. This was a very interesting game. If you didn't tune in and listen, if you didn't watch on the stream, if you weren't there, you probably, don't, you probably look at that score and you're like, God, they won by 22 points. They dominated him. Not really. This game was interesting because Goodland got out to a 9-0 lead. So as I said on this show and many times before, Christian, hot start. Got to get out to a hot start because they'll take the crud out of it. Guess what? Hot start. The crowd had nothing to say. Not even when Lincoln Cure was shooting free throws were they yelling. It was completely dead silent, which Jeez. I thought was odd. So mm. they got the, the Holcomb, Goodland took Holcomb's crowd completely out of it from the tip. That's the first brilliant move you can do. Take the air right out of it. All right, there you go. You're up 9 nothing. Holcomb struggled in the first quarter. I think they only had two field goals. The rest were free throws. Goodland led 23 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. The score at at halftime was like 26 to 18. Goodland had one basket made in the second quarter. Lincoln Cure 3, and it was like in the first two minutes of the quarter. Didn't score the rest of the way. Missed a bunch of layups. It was not a good look. But the Cowboys made just one field goal and no free throws or nothing in the second quarter. And we're up by 8. They come out of the halftime locker room. They get that lead pushed back up, I think, to 12 before Holcomb goes on a little bit of a tiny run to tighten that game up and make it what was a five-point game, 37-32 30, uh, the score. And then Goodland would close the game on a 25-8 to run from late in the third all the way through the rest of the ballgame. Highlighted by a Manny Gonzalez four-point play. A three-ball at the top, fouled, drilled it, hit the foul shot. That sparked the run that the Cowboys went on. The first half was the Lincoln Cure show. Getting offensive rebounds, putbacks, playing within himself. It was a great performance from Lincoln Cure, who, by the way, had 18-10, and 10 his first career double-double, which is hard to believe uh-huh. that a young man say, like Lincoln to Cure has his first career double-double at this point in time, but he did, 18-10. and 10. The rest of the crew showed up later to the party, but they participated. They got on the dance floor. Uh, Brady Brumbaugh had eight of his ten in the fourth quarter. Manny Gonzalez had seven of his nine in the third quarter. Noah Shinnett had all eight of his points in the second half. So they showed up to the party late, but they still got to get on the dance floor and do some dancing. And they were successful in doing so. And so, Cowboys get the victory. They were great from three, 6 of 11. They were great from the foul line, 6 of 6. They won the rebounding battle, as Coach Dahl always wants them to do, and probably should. They, you know, it, it, it went right for Goodland in a lot of areas. Holcomb on the other end, Goodland took the air out of the gym. That hurt them. Drayton Knoll got two quick fouls right out of the gate. He was on the bench. He picked up a third early in the third quarter. He was on the bench again. He also got back out there, stepped on a foot, rolled his ankle. That limited some. He barely played. He had six points. Did Drayton Knoll. I know that was very sad to some of the special people in the crowds uh, that were there watching. Uh, oh,
1: and, were, were there they were,
0: uh There was not a lot. Shout out to Dr. Tubbs and to Guy. I saw them there. Salute to those two. They were sitting right down in front of me. Um, I would have but they never looked at me. But... If you're listening this morning, thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you being there. Uh, But I saw them there. Uh, They were the only cool people I saw. Uh, That doesn't mean there weren't more there as the only ones that I saw. Um, But for Holcomb, nothing went right. Couldn't buy a bucket last night. I mean, Goodland, first of all, if they tried to attack, Lincoln Keir said, get that out of here. And if they tried to shoot the three ball, they couldn't buy one. They went two of 18. Caden Hardy had open looks, couldn't buy it. I mean, think about what they did to Colby. How many threes they buried at the event center? They couldn't mm. buy one last night in their own home gym. It was really something to watch. They had some open looks. Caden Hardy couldn't hit one. Brody Denniston couldn't hit one. Brody Denniston had a great game. He, had, he led them with 18 points. He was really good last night. Did a great job driving the basketball, but nobody else got into double figures for Holcomb. So part of it was the, a good portion of it was the Cowboys just playing great on both ends of the floor for, I don't know, 80% of the basketball game. And then, you know, the other half of it was Holcomb just – it wasn't like playing at, at Holcomb's home gym, you know, where shots were falling. They've got mm-hmm. the crowd behind him. The Cowboys threw the first punch. Poof. They had the wind docked out of them, and the Goodland just kind of kept them at, you know, about, an eight, about a five-point or more arm's length away, and uh, they got the win. And, uh, and that, a By the way, there. it was
1: a great punch sound effect, I Poof. thought. Poof. Yeah, right there.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, uh, just a great performance last night from the Cowboys. I thought all around, and uh, got to feel good going into Saturday. I'd think
1: absolutely you do, and uh, obviously it's dangerous for the players to think that way. And I don't want to disrespect Lakin at all, but realistically going in that that's kind of your sub state finals was last night. Goodland and Holcomb, and again, don't want to take anything away from Lakin, but. Those could potentially, especially because it's in Holcomb with Holcomb are probably your two best teams facing off. Uh and and so that is huge for Goodland who's now staring down states and like I said, great for us to have the mindset as media members looking outside in, but obviously you don't want to do any overlooking. If you're Goodland, yeah, and that that is huge. I'm sure I'm sure Colby uh would have liked to, to see some of that shot missing, uh, when we played him, but uh, I did run by that run that rumor by some students yesterday uh, that the Eagles were going down to cheer on, and uh, I basically got the sentiment that I hope not. Uh, nobody's cheering <laughs> on Goodland. Come on now, uh, but I'm not going to put any words in any mouths. But uh, maybe Guy was, you know, a little smile in the back of his head while Drayton Knoll picked up those fouls.
0: Uh, it was not a good night for Drayton All. Like I said, got two fouls, got back in the game, picked up a third, got back in the game again, rolled an ankle, then picked up a fourth. I mean, it was a rough night for Drayton All. It really was. Nothing went right for him. I mean, here, here's the biggest thing. This is the thing I took away and was driving home or riding home last night, visiting with some people, and I was just like, you know, I've said this before many times in the show, and it's just right. If you're going to be successful – at the higher, at the high level, not at the high level, but at any level, if you're going to be successful, you're going to be highly successful, meaning you're going to be playing for mm-hmm. hardware. You got to have dudes. Goodland has dudes. And you know what? Holcomb really doesn't have dudes. They just don't this year. And that's, that's no offense to, to coach Novak, yeah, to the a- players. They just don't have dudes this year. They got good players. They don't have dudes. They don't have, guy, they don't have a bucket getter guy. Drayton Null is a good, po- he's a really good post player. But if you can't stay on the floor, do not do you much good. When
1: I've seen Hardy and Denniston this year, they've been dudes. Maybe they're not. Maybe they look like not well, dudes when the they're playing. Well, apparently the tables
0: have turned because when they see black and gold, they turn into not dudes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> when you play the third best team in the state, maybe you're not as good. Yeah, and you still had 18, let's be real. Uh, but, yeah, I think Denniston and Hardy maybe are dudes now in my book, but certainly they can be. Both are coming back next year. Uh, Holcomb still a very solid season, and I think they're
0: both non-seniors, yeah. Now, that's the one thing. They're young. They'll be back next year, and mm-hmm. they'll be improved, but they, they've got some developing to do. They just do. Got they How learn. do we
1: feel, then, going into Lakin Saturday?
0: I feel fine. There's only one thing. that like Lakin loves to play. I, I got, we got there early enough to watch a majority of this game against mm-hmm. Norton. And I, everybody knows how so much I like the Norton players. I like Roman Hauser. I like, you, you know, how much I love Eli Jones and that slick, wet jumper, <laughs> which, because that dude was hitting shots again last night. The problem with Norton is they ran out of gas. Lakin plays 10 deep. They push the tempo, they press. Norton was tired by the time he got to the fourth quarter. Shots were short, legs were tired, turnovers were happening. Lakin just warned him, Norton led at half, led most of the first half, led through most of the third quarter until late in the third quarter, and they finally surrendered the lead, and then the game was close, but, you know, Lakin pulled away late. Two things Lakin did well. They, out, they outworked because they have more depth, Norton. They got him tired, and as the game went on, Lakin's shots started falling in while well, Norton's didn't. Lakin was hitting more threes. They had a barrage of threes late in the third and the fourth quarter. That was the difference that pulled them away. Uh, to get the win last night. So if there is... Here's the thing. I'm not worried about Goodland getting outworked by Lakin because I've seen it twice this year. Goodland's outworked Lakin to an extent. I'm not concerned about that. The only thing that would have me minorly concerned is if Goodland goes out there and they have an off-night shooting and Lakin is on fire. Because Lakin has the ability to just light it up from the outside if they Mm. find it. They've got multiple guys. That would be my... Only concern. Otherwise, I feel just fine. So if Lakin goes out there and, and is lights out from deep and Goodland and – almost any team can fall when a team's that lights out from deep. I mean, that's how upsets happen in the NCAA tournament most of the time. But if they're lights out from deep and Goodland is struggling to make buckets, that's where I get a little bit – that's my concern. But I don't think Goodland is going to get tired like Norton did. They've got enough depth to handle that, and they have seen they know Lakin good enough. They've played him enough over the last few years. They know what to expect with Coach Schmidt and all that. So, um, Once again, if I'm Goodland, I feel pretty good. I get a day of rest, a little bit of recoup, get some shots up, go into Saturday feeling pretty confident. We've beaten this team twice. Let's take care of business. And, and it's not like we've beaten this team just twice gotten by them. We've beaten this team twice by double figures. If we go out and we take care of our—we do our part, take care of our business defensively and offensively, we can get the dub. So Hard to um, argue that. And, once again, that would mean the Goodland Cowboys going back to the state tournament for the first time in 28 years. That's unbelievable. 28 years. That's what's on the line, folks. 28 years. 1996. (laughs) The last time the Cowboys went to the state tournament. That is ridiculous. Absolutely Ridiculous. But that's the last time they went, and there's a great chance they can go if they can take care of business on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and like like I've said a couple times this year, that's the key for a team that's this good but is still new to being this good, is you just came off an emotional win, you beat Holcomb in Holcomb, in maybe they don't think of it as that, and this would help them. This essentially the substate finals last night. You got a team that you've already handled twice this year can't overlook them can't say ah we've basically made it to states already and already breathe your sigh of relief this is still a good Lakin squad and i can and you should beat them but
0: i have great faith that this team is not gonna overlook this i have great faith in that i would once again be shocked if that ended up happening all right Let's push along here. Uh, Want to get to some other results from last night in sub-state basketball. Uh, did you happen to go to the event center, watch a little 1A-D2 basketball last night, Christian?
1: I did, actually. Northern uh, Valley I...
0: with the 72-30 win, and they will face Logan Palko, who beat Shilin 53-46. Any big takeaways real quickly from those games?
1: Uh, so, first off, I didn't make it to as much of the Logan Palco shilin game as I would have liked, but it what I did see absolutely delivered. They're both very good squads, both very talented. I think Logan Palko, uh, I'm not going to say they are the better team because I didn't, you know, I haven't watched them the majority of this year, uh, but they looked it. They looked it last night. Uh, the one thing it came down to was Logan Palco simply had more size and they used it better. Uh, you know, they had more size, but they used it well, I should say. And uh, beautifully run offense. Uh, they got. They get post, and I don't want to basketball nerd out too much. Um, you know, I have the ability to do that. Got to rein it in. They, they have a ton of size, and they run these beautiful sets to get their kids post touches because, it's as you know, it's one thing to have big men that play well back to the basket. It's another one to stay aggressive and get those t- kids continual post touches. Um, a couple of times it came down to, is like, it was these advanced sets that, just came down to as simple as free throw line, big on big, pick and roll. Screen and roll action with two bigs, and obviously it's a huge blessing for Logan Palco to have multiple bigs that can ball handle and dish at the level of running a pick and roll, but the, but it's a simple play, and they did it well, used it to their advantage, and Shailen made enough triples to keep them in this game and to make it close down the stretch. It was tied uh, with about four minutes left, uh, shout out to Logan Palco's team manager, who had aviators and a cowboy hat on indoors. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we're going to say that his his water, you know, passing out the water bottles did enough after those four minutes. It's his but, secret stuff. <laughs> it's his secret <laughs> stuff. Uh, but yeah, Logan Palco looked like a very good team. Congrats, of course, to Shylin, uh, who you have to feel for being, you know, a, a downfall of the sub-state system where they're a top-10 team and they're such yeah, a state-level team.
0: That's the uh, that's the lose. that's the tough pill to swallow is that you've got three teams that are that are playing that played yesterday mm-hmm. in that building that probably could go to state and could probably win. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. You you might have two out of those three. Probably make it to the final four, um, but only one's going to get to go, and that'll be on Saturday night, Northern Valley, Logan, Palco. That'll be interesting to see how that all squares away. Once again, that's a top 10 ranked on ranked matchup in 182 boys. Um, also last night, quickly, Quinner beat Decatur Community 54-36. Uh, Rollins County took down Ness City 56-45, and so it's Quinner and Rollins County for the boys' championship in the D two or sorry, 181 uh, Oberlin sub-state. And then also last night, Oakley cruised to a 60 32 win over the four seed Ellis. The Indians meet Smith Center, the only team to beat them this season, Saturday in Oakley for a shot at State. Spicy. Spicy, spicy. That's (laughs) super exciting. (laughs) That's one of those games that
1: I hope I won't be able to watch, you know?
0: (laughs) I get what you're saying, but. I think it's going to be uh, – that should be a dandy of a game. Uh, I'm fascinated to see how that one comes out. Now, remember, when Hoxie lost, I believe they were without one of their best players. Uh, mm. She was hurt. Hopefully, she's back to full strength, uh, raring to go. But uh, that's a spicy meatball right there oh, yeah. in that one. Even if you're
1: without players, Smith Center still has to feel good. Well, they've got a great girls, girls
0: program there in Smith Center, both gr- volleyball and basketball, just great programs there. Um yeah, there you go. That's your substate action from last night. Let's take a break. When we come back. We got plenty more to get to here on the morning blitz. We got the text line to get to. We got some more thoughts on chain nets uh, and some on some scheduling as well. We'll get to that, and we will talk about uh, Goodland, Colby, Part Four tonight as well, and other substate action that's happening this evening. You're listening to the Morning Blitz on a Friday.